0: more. Hey there, I'm Christine, and I'm so excited to welcome you to the Equip and Empower podcast. Now my prayer is that our time together each week encourages you, awakens you to the purposes of God in your life, and activates you to follow Jesus wholeheartedly as you live on mission for Him. I am so glad that you joined us today. I know that the Lord has a Word for you. You know, we are going to dive straight into the book of Joshua today because I cannot wait to get the Word of God into you. And I am believing that it's going to bring change and transformation. Joshua chapter 1 verses 1 to 9 says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses's assistant, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon. Be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may have good success wherever you go. The Word of the Lord and I am so pumped up and fired up because in this passage of Scripture, we read that Moses has died. And Joshua is the new leader that God has appointed to lead the children of Israel into the promised land. Now, this is a huge transition in the life of God's people. And there is no doubt that Joshua would have felt so intimidated to be taking over from such a great leader like Moses. And yet, what I love about this is the Lord assures Joshua that if he stays in the Word and if he obeys the Word of God, he will be successful successful God did not set Joshua up to fail but to succeed and to fulfill his God given purpose. You know, I've discovered in life that people have very, very, very different ideas of what success is. Now, some people, they think that success is fame or maybe a particular position or a title or maybe riches or power or prestige. And even though some forms of success may include some of these things, These things in and of themselves are not what God deems as success. You see, success is to fulfil the purpose of God for your life and to become more like Jesus every single day. Success is not measured by how much we acquire or how much we accumulate or how much we amass externally. Success is about inner contentment, it's about fulfilment and it's about faithfulness. You see, real success is not a destination, but rather it's actually the journey that we are on. So often in our lives we're, we're dissatisfied and in our faith walk we're dissatisfied because we have set up the wrong measure of success. You see, in this passage, in the book of Joshua, we see that God highlights three important things to Joshua that will ensure that he is successful in the assignment that God has given him. Now remember, he starts off with Moses, my servant is dead. He's reminding Joshua. I mean, you've got to think what must be going on. You've got to wonder what must be going on in Joshua's life that the Lord has to remind him that Moses is dead. I think it would be obvious that the previous leader has died, but sometimes our attachments and our affections for what has gone before us are so great that we find it unable to move on. And I think that's what may have happened in this case for Joshua. He was so attached to Moses that the Lord had to come and say to him and to remind him, hey, Moses is dead, the oldest finished. It's a new day, it's a new hour. You are going to have to get up and step into your purpose. And for a lot of us, you know, some of the things we were hanging on to Have died. Some of the old ways have died. We've been in a turbulent period over the last few years, and the Lord's saying to many of us today, okay, the old has died. Moses, my servant, is dead. You're now the new leader. This is now your hour. This is now your moment. You're going to have to get up and step into the purpose that you have. I love that the Lord says to Joshua in this passage, He says, As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Now, He didn't say that, you know what, you need to be. Moses. is saying in the same way that I was with the person that came before you, I will be with you. You don't need to be the same person as the person that came before you. You just need to be you. And the same God that was with them is the same God that is going to be with you. Some of you have not stepped up and into the purpose that God has for you because you think, well, I'm not that person. I don't do it like them. I don't think like them. I'm not like what has come before me. And the Lord's saying, as I was with them, so I will be with you. I'm not asking you to be them. I'm telling you as I was with them, so I will be with you and I'm going to give you great success in your life. I love it. The first thing He does when He's defining what success is, remember, we're not talking about worldly measures of success. We're saying, what does biblical success mean? Now, of course, He starts with the Word of God. He says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. And you know, I love that because from this verse, we see that the foundation of a successful life is built on the Word of God. It's built on the truth of the Word of God. Some of us, we we find that hard to believe because you go, Chris, how could this book bring you any sort of flourishing in life? We think this is a dead book. We think it's a a book of old rules and regulations. And so many people think that the Scripture is designed to to quench our potential and and to make our life miserable somehow. But I want you to know that is so far from the truth. This is a book of life. This is a book of hope. This is a book of truth. This is a book of liberty. This is a book of purpose. This is alive. You know, this is living and active. This book is alive and it applies to every area of our life. You know, it is not... accident that this book has been the number one bestseller every year, bar one, since the printing press was invented. Bestseller every year since the printing press has been invented because it contains the words of life. It contains, the. this is the very Word of God. So living our life in accordance with the Word of God is not easy in the culture in which we live but it is this book that helps us to thrive and to flourish in life. This book relates to every sphere of life. It is full of wonder. You know, I grew up in a particular religious culture where we were never encouraged to to open this book or to meditate on this book. You know, I I used to go to church and we, we would kiss the book every week. We'd kiss the book and then we'd kiss the ring, but we never read this book. We were never encouraged to open this book and and to read it. it. It was more like a holy ornament. Some of you have got that. It's kind of just right there in your living room. You, you've got the Holy Bible and, and it's so dusty. You could like blow it. It's just got thick dust all over it. You see, I, I had no idea that this is a book full of life, that this book could be the book upon which the foundation of my life could be built. And the fact is, when in my early 20s, I began to build my life on this foundation, my life started to turn upside down as I began to no longer be conformed to this world, but to start to be transformed by the renewing of my mind in accordance to the Word of God. It absolutely, literally turned my life and continues to, to this very day, over three decades later, a change my life. You're like, I can't believe she's getting excited about the book. You know, you, I can't believe that she's, she's excited about these very words of God. Uh, you never have thought that this book could even be worth reading or that it could relate to you in any practical or meaningful way. But today I wanna encourage you to open up this book, to read this book, to let these words go into your very, very marrow of your bones. I wanna tell you up front that true success is found by building your life on the very words of God. This Word brings life, this Word brings hope. We don't have true success on the accolades we gain from this world. You know, in fact, there are times, there is no doubt about it. There are times that being successful in the eyes of God in our culture will mean that we look unsuccessful to the people around us in our sphere of influence. But lasting internal peace and joy, well, that comes from living our lives in alignment with the truth that is found in the Word of God. Again, I want to stress to you one more time, I want you to get this, that when I'm talking about success, I'm talking about you becoming who God has made you to be and doing what God has put you on this planet to do and possessing the inheritance that Jesus Christ died to give you. I want you to fulfil your God-given purpose and I want you to step into all that Jesus died to give you. Jesus came to give us, John ten ten says, an abundant life and success is living out that life in our generation. Now, the second thing that the Lord tells Joshua is that He must actually do what the Word of God tells Him to do. He says that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. You know, it truly is astounding to me how many of us read the Word of God but do not do what the Word of God tells us to do. And you know, the fact is we, we wonder why our lives are not flourishing and we wonder why our lives are not prospering. But this isn't just a word for us to read, we actually must put into action what the Bible tells us to do. You know, if we don't apply this Word, our lives will not flourish. I I know this sounds basic. You're like, Chris, I tuned in today and you're telling me something that's really basic. But I want you to hear these words. You cannot have godly success without applying God's Word to your life. Obedience to God is critical to leading a successful life. You can't just know what the Word says on a particular matter. You actually have to do it. The Bible says faith without works is dead. So often our faith is not working because we're not putting our faith to work because we're not working it out. You know, so many of us, we spend so much time looking for disclaimers in this Word. You know, we think, man, I'm the one exception to who or what God is talking about in this particular passage. But we are not the exception. This Word is written to all of us. You know, the fact is that the Bible is full of examples of lives that were not successful simply because people chose to disobey God's Word. God's like, if you live like this, here is the promise that comes with it. And we should all learn from those who've gone before us and decide at the outset of our lives that we're going to not only be hearers of the Word, but we're going to be doers of the Word. This disparity between hearing and doing is what is leading to so much frustration and disappointment and discouragement and disillusionment in our lives. So many are are believing God for breakthroughs in certain areas of our lives, but the key to our breakthrough might be as simple as choosing to obey what God has already told you to do in His Word. And that's a word for someone right now you know what to do according to Scripture. But the fact of the matter is, is you've resisted being obedient and you've wondered why you've not yet had your breakthrough. And the reason the breakthrough hasn't come yet is because your breakthrough is attached to obedience. And the fact of the matter is that when you step out in faith and obey the Word of God, obedience is not legalism, obedience is obedience. You see, it amazes me sometimes we think, well, that's just being legalistic to actually tell people to do what God's Word tells them to do. That's just legalistic. That is not legalistic. That's called obedience. They are two different words. They mean two different things in the dictionary. Look them up. Obedience is obedience. If you are careful to do everything that is in this Word, then you will make your way prosperous and you will have great success. But there's a, a condition to achieving that promise. So the fact is that we're gonna keep going around the same old mountains of defeat until we're willing to obey. And there's something in your life and the point is you know what to do. You just have to obey to do it. There is such a pull in our culture today to do whatever we wanna do. Somehow we've sold into the lie, we've bought into the lie. You know, live your life your way, do whatever you wanna do. Live your own version of the truth. You find your truth, live out your own truth. I say to people everywhere, You know, they're going to look back at this generation and the worst phrase that describes our generation is like, you do you boo. I'm like, how bizarre is that? You do you boo. Here's some advice. Don't do you boo. Don't do you boo. How about we do Jesus boo? That actually would probably be really, really helpful because the fact is there is an objective truth and that truth is Jesus. He says, if you abide in my Word, then you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free so to flourish in life to find true freedom in life to live the abundant life that Jesus Christ wants us to live then what we must do is base our life on the word of god and not only know the word but do the word be not only hearers of the word but be doers of the word so many would find so much breakthrough if we simply did what we know to do stop looking for disclaimers stop looking for excuses stop Uh, you know, just kind of like walking around the parameter, just kind of going, man, I could have one foot in and one foot out. Your freedom is waiting for you. Your breakthrough is waiting for you. Your flourishing life is waiting for you if you simply decide to obey what the Lord has called you to do according to His Word. You see, after God tells Joshua that this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth and you must obey the very Word of God, He says, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. I find this fascinating. He says to Joshua, you are gonna make your way prosperous, and, and you are gonna have great success. See, the key to Joshua's success was going to lie in knowing and obeying the word of God. God didn't say to Joshua, I'm gonna make your way prosperous, and I'm gonna make you have great success. He says, You you will make your way prosperous and you will have great success if you obey what My Word says. So there is a link between obedience and His success. So this indicates to me that that we work together with God to outwork God's purposes through us and in our world. See, we're not simply just supposed to sit back and exert no agency, just somehow waiting for God's will to fall out of the sky. It amazes me, so many people, you know, some of you, you're not old enough to know, but I, I've lived long enough where, there were, you know, we used to have songs by Doris Day and there was this song, man, it would just be like lying back there and it'd be like, Kesarasara, whatever will be will be, the future's not ours to see, que sera, sera. I wish I could sing. But listen, that's really dumb advice. Okay, Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours. Listen, when this this is not Doris Day theology. That is not what the scripture says. It is us and God together. You don't have to just go, well, I'm just going to kind of wait for the will of God to fall out of the sky. I I just have no part to play in this. Just whatever will be, will be. I'm just a victim of circumstances and just whatever will be. You know, if God wants it, it's just going to fall out of the sky. It's just going to happen. And I'm just going to sit here and wait. That is not the adventure that you and I have been called to live. You and I have been called to partner with God. We have agency. He has called us to follow Him. He didn't say, just sit, just sit and wait. Just sit and wait every day and see what I'm going to do in your life. He says, follow me. He says, drop your nets and follow me. Every day, wake up, take up your cross and follow me. You're going to have to deny yourself and follow me. Take up your cross, deny yourself follow me. It's an active thing. You don't do that by just saying, well, I'm just going to kind of sit around and just see what happens. I'm just going to see what God's will is for my life. You know, I'm just going to see it. It's just going to fall out of the sky. I like this Doris Day song, whatever will be, will be. I've got no idea. You know, I'm just sort of following Jesus. And it's awesome. I'm just following Him while I'm sitting on my rusty dusty. I'm just following Him while I'm just waiting to see what's going to happen. That is not what we've been called to. We've been called to a passionate, purpose-driven, an adventure. We've been invited into God's work on this earth. We have been called salt and light on this earth. He has called us to go into all the world and to make disciples and to baptise them in the Name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. He has called us to go into the harvest field. He says, look up, the fields are white for the harvest. The harvest is plentiful, the labourers are few. I need you to get up off your rusty dusties and I need you to get out into the harvest field and partner with what God is already doing in and around us. We're waiting for God to do something. And He's saying out of you will flow rivers of living water. The same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives on the inside of you. And we're praying for revival to fall out of the sky. And God's saying, I've sent you into the world, your sphere of influence, your family, your community, your workplace, your school, your university. You are salt, you are light, you are agents of change. I've put that on the inside of you. Now I need to get that out of you into A lost and a broken world. Our Christian life is not some boring routine. Hi ho, hi ho, it's off to church I go, and I'm just going through my normal religious ritual, and nothing is fun, and it's all boring, and it's just this legalistic set of rituals, and I'm just hanging on, man, and I'm just waiting for the rapture. Hurry up, Jesus, zap me out. I've got my fire insurance. I'm gonna go to heaven when I die, and I'm just hanging on until. Until that happens, no, no, no. We have been called into a faith adventure. We have been called into the journey of following Jesus Christ and co-labouring with the God of the universe to fulfil our purpose on the earth. For some of you, it's time to get out of those grandstands. Stop spectating at Christian events. Get up, get with the program, get on the field and begin to run your race so that you can finish your course and bring great glory to the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name. Hey, thanks for listening. We really hope today's message has encouraged you. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. For links and more, you can go to christinecain.com. We'll see you next time.